the fire's really cranking. I'll be right back. And now I'm back. And here we go with a show. Because it's Friday in three, two, one. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today is Friday. It's January 22nd, 2021. My name's Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. I threw a new log on the fire just before I started the show, and it caught incredibly quickly and started getting very hot. And um, if you don't, if you've never run a wood stove, if you don't know anything about a wood stove, you may not know that you have to regulate the temperature uh, via the airflow. You don't want it to get too hot. If it gets too hot, it could actually ruin things in the stove. And it was on track to, to get going far too hot, far too fast. So we just shut the vents down as much as we could. The royal we. I shut the vents down as much as I could. And now it's just kind of doing its thing. Just hanging out. Being a little less fiery of a fire. Well, we made it through Thursday. Here we are. It's Friday. Coming to the coming to the weekend yet again. Oh, I had an interesting day yesterday. I was done with my all my stuff at like 3.30, 3.45. Which is so fascinating because it feels so lazy. Despite the fact that it's like nine hours after I start work. It's a full day of work. I sat down and I watched a little bit of TV and I went to the gym and I came home and made some food. It was nice. Today is going to be a very strange day. I've only got three things on my plate today. I'll probably do a little bit of email at some point in there. I caught up on email yesterday, but there will probably be some new ones that come in that I have to deal with. But start the day off with my creative project, which is not a book right now. It's this video game. I spent some time on that yesterday, digging into this uh, piece of software, learning it. I'm not 100% sure this is the way to go, but I got to start somewhere. So I'm going to start here, and I'm in the learning phase, I'm trying to remind myself how difficult it was to learn uh, HTML. When I back, back in the 90s, when I learned how to make web pages, that took a long time, and, and staying up on things and learning to code, it was many, many hours. Am I going to put many, many hours into this? Probably not, but maybe. Who knows? If it's something that I enjoy, yeah, why not? Um, and then after that, I've got some client work. Um, I've mentioned before, I'm building a big, there's a big database project I'm working on for a client. And last Friday, absolutely crushed it. So going to continue with that today. Add a bunch more of the functionality that we designed. And then this afternoon, or whenever my brain burns out from that, I'm going to clean my office. And I'm going to update the financials. And I'm going to do um, my 2020 tax stuff that needs to go off to the accountant. So we'll get that done. Because I keep putting it off. So if I just have those things on my plate shouldn't be that bad so that's what we're gonna do today and then from there I don't know make some dinner maybe go to the gym it's cold so I probably won't be outside 
Hanging out, doing my thing. Hmm. I had a good conversation with Justin yesterday, editor of Marshall Journal, about all the things that we're working on there for both the print magazine and the online version. If any of you out there have, are interested in, in contributing writing, we are always looking for writers. We're, we are not limited by the number of writers we could have. And we have this goal, We've, I've always had this goal, of at least one piece per day, which requires really like at least 15, probably 30 to 60 consistent writers, people who enjoy writing. And we've never gotten there. We've gotten close. We've had weeks where we had five, but we've never had seven in a week. We've never had 30 in a month, and that's what I want, 30 in a month. And we're trying. So Justin and I had a good call yesterday talking about that, talking about um, all the things coming with the print magazine. And I don't know when we're going to launch that. I don't. But it's coming. It's coming. We, we're chipping away. And it's one of those things that, you know what, we'll launch it when it's done, not when we want to. We're going we're gonna to knock it out of the park. Because you only get to launch something once. You might as well do it the right way. Uh, what else happened? Client call yesterday, bunch of email, client work, worked on a website for a project that uh, I'm not ready to talk about. It has nothing to do with anything else. It was a silly idea that I put out as a joke and people liked it and I said, well, then I guess we're gonna run with this and see what happens. So, did some time on that yesterday. Might do a little bit on that today. And then I, I carved out more time for that on Monday. Well, what's going on this weekend? It's going to be cold here. We're talking about highs in the teens, lows in the low single digits for days. Like the next week, it's going to be cold. So you're going to hear that wood stove and that fan going every morning. Because when it's cold, I really prefer the wood stove. It feels nicer. It's just, uh, I don't know, there's, there's a different quality to the heat. And I'll do, I got stuff around the house to do. I got projects, so many projects. Probably do some, some shopping on maybe Sunday, maybe Saturday, I don't know. I'm running low on eggs. Probably go, buy, go to the grocery store. It's not an exciting weekend. There's, there's not a lot coming. There's, there's just, I'm just doing my thing, you know? Well, um, I don't know what else to say. So let's see what you have to say. Let's see what's on here, what questions and comments, what feedback, what jokes. I see stuff from Frank and from Jen. So thank you to both of you. All right. So yesterday, uh, there was a, a Vin Diesel quote that Frank contributed. Um, where was it? Let me find it. And he's responding to my... Uh, there was a quote yesterday, with age you get a, to a place where you don't want to knock people out, you just want to give people a hug, Vin Diesel. 
And uh, Eddie says, I, the minute I read that Vin Diesel quote, I knew I had to use that for the show. Yeah, I'm glad you did. Such a great, such a great quote. And I think made even better by the fact that it's an unexpected source. All right. Uh, the jokes for Funday Friday. January is tea month. Oh, if I had noon, if I had noon, if I had known, I might have had, no, I don't think I would have had tea first thing. I don't know that I could do that. I drink tea throughout the day. Just my first couple cups of coffee. January's tea month. Never accept tea offered by the Russian president. You don't know what Vladimir Putin. <laughs> There's a double meaning on that one, too. Because guy's kind of nuts. Uh, I saw something pop up on a, a Google News article uh, claiming that he has a billion-dollar palace, and it was a, an aerial shot, and it was like on the cliffs of some. I'm assuming it's ocean, but it, you know there's some some big lakes out there in Russia. It could be a big, just a big body of water overlooking. I mean, just absolutely massive building. Which kind of tea is hard to swallow? Reality. How does a Jewish man pre prepare his tea? He brews it. My new vehicle came with a dispenser that makes sweet tea forever. It's an infinity. What's the best type of tea? Spaghetti. What tea do pessimists drink? Empty. I like those. Um, Anybody else see the, the memes going around about the Twisted Tea guy? If you haven't seen it, the, the story, as, as best I can piece together with, you know, eight seconds of research, was there was a kid being a punk at a convenience store and a guy standing there just wanting to buy a single, um, what was like, 22-ounce cans of Twisted Tea, and the guy just smashes it over the, the punk's face, head. Improvised weaponry. Oh. Coffee's good. There's a certain temperature that coffee's best at, and it's not boiling. It's whatever temperature the the carafes keep coffee at at a like a diner. That's the right temperature, whatever that is. And so yesterday we were talking about hugs, and we've got a, a response here from Jen. Hugs are so important. In the orphanage where I volunteered, some of the kids would introduce my friend and I as the people who hug us. I once had a 12-year-old boy, one of the tough guys, ask me if maybe, possibly, I'd be willing to give him a hug. I grabbed him in a bear hug, and when he let go, he was crying and told me he'd not been hugged by anyone since he'd lost his mom at age seven. I made a point to hug him often after that, as well as the other big kids. It's amazing how you can meet a need with a simple hug. Yeah. I think we are in this interesting place in society. We have progressed technologically so much that we have prioritized a lot of things over things that are, are really core and fundamental. Um, 
healthy natural food is probably the best example. You know, we've got all these amazing choices, you know. Like, um, I had some pretzel goldfish earlier in the week. Like, they're delicious. They're not healthy. They're not natural food. Is it going to kill me to eat some of them? No. But it's going to kill me to eat a lot of them. Hugs, physical contact, a sense of community and love are about as fundamental of a need as you get. Can you exist without other people, without love, without hugs? Yes. But why? What's the point? And it is my hope that we start to recognize these things and move in a direction where we make them important again. My view on the future, and I have no idea when we get there, but it's basically Avatar, not the um, animated series, but the movie with the blue people. Why? Not so much the dragons and, and, and that part of it, but if you look closely at the way that the Navi, is that, I think that was the names of the people, live, they have this crazy powerful technology, but they don't use it very much. It's not implemented often. They have simple uh, lives that are, are very much in touch and in, in association with nature. But when they need tech, they pull it out. As opposed to us, where we default to technology. I think we're headed there. But that is a whole other story. That's a very, very flamey fire. Cranking. Some of the, well, most of this firewood that's going in is, has been sitting for four or five years. It is aged. It burns well. All right, and we've got... We've got some quotes from Bruce Lee. What a great way to start off the weekend. Believe me that in every big thing or achievement, there are always obstacles, big or small. And the reaction one shows to such obstacles is what counts, not the obstacle itself. We've talked about this in various ways. You can only control certain things. Your response is your reactions, how you show up, how you treat others, do you persist, etc. This is another way of saying what matters is what you do. It's what you contribute, what you put forward. That's this again. I don't know that I have any more to add to that. I have more to add to that. Believe me that in every big thing or achievement, there are always obstacles, big or small. And the reaction one shows to such obstacles is what counts. <clears throat> when somebody or something gets in your way, how do you handle it? It matters. It's, uh, it's the personal growth aspect of martial arts. If you quit in response to an obstacle, that's not growth. If you 
accept it, work through it, whatever. Find a way around, over, under. That's growth. Everybody has to think for himself. A right way for a big man may not be a right way for a small man. A right way for someone who is slow may not be a right way for someone who is quick. Each person must understand his weaknesses and his strengths. So you could apply that to anything, but let's apply it to martial arts. Let's apply it to combative, combative sparring, self-defense, whatever you want to think of it as. This is where developing your own quote-unquote style, or at least implementation of a style, becomes important. And it's something that so many people miss. People will watch what someone else is successful with and they will imitate it. Here's a great example. I am fortunate enough to call Superfoot Bill Wallace, one of my instructors. I've spent not nearly as much time training with him as some people, but quite a few hours. And his fighting style is actually pretty similar to what I had developed on my own prior to meeting him. But there are some things that he does that I don't do. His confidence in his hands, far greater than mine. His, obviously, his use of his back foot is zero. Well, once, as he likes to say, he scored 100% of the time he's used his back foot. I think it was a spinning back kick, or spinning hook, spinning back kick. I am more prone to switch it up. I've got a handful of techniques that I'll do off the back foot once in a while just to mix it up and then switch back just to add some diversity. I'm more of a point fighter than a full contact fighter or a kickboxer. So the way I use those techniques is a little bit different. I don't have to worry about getting plowed in the head with a hook punch in the same way. Could on the street, but that's a different story. How do you develop your own style? How do you take those, those concepts that Bruce Lee's talking about in this quote? How do you find your own space with them? A lot of training, a lot of experimentation. But the number one thing is training with different people of different types. Uh, and I don't necessarily mean in like a formal way. You don't necessarily have to go to a bunch of different classes. But sparring as many different people with as many different um, variations on rules as possible will help you find what works best for you most of the time. And the ability to move slowly. Um, we took some more steps forward. There's a, there's a video project that I'm going to be launching personally because it's not appropriate for Whistlekick. We'll, we'll put it out as me. Um, a lot of those videos are going, good morning, Emmett. A lot of those videos are going to be around drills, and quite a few of them will be drills related to moving slowly. So. Don't be afraid to be different. Don't be afraid that the way you spar, for example, is different from the way other people in your school spar. It's okay. In fact, the more you switch it up, the more likely you are to be successful. I used to have days, where was this? Yeah, at the Taekwondo school. Um, everybody fights side stance. I generally fight side stance. And then I would throw them off 
by switching and fighting in more of a uh, like a front-facing sort of a, a Chinese-style stance. The techniques, the, the the whole combination set that they had didn't work as well. Worked differently. They didn't know what to do with what I was doing. I didn't know what to do with what I was doing, but I was experimenting. Experimentation yields results. And then you iterate on those results. Since life is an ever-evolving process, one should flow in this process and discover how to actualize and expand oneself. It's another way of saying, don't stop growing. Don't stop improving. Don't stop finding ways forward. There's an audiobook I'm listening to right now, and one of the characters asks the main character, the hero of this series, how'd you get so smart? The guy says, I'm not. I just know a lot about or I just know a little about a lot of different things. And I expected his character to answer a little differently because I've, I've received the same question. I just try to be aware. I try to pay attention to things. When people who are smarter than me talk, I listen. I read books, I read articles, I watch TV and movies. I just, I, I try to subject myself to as many different things as I can. I've learned a ton about martial arts from martial arts radio, just by talking to people. You all get the same opportunity to listen to those conversations, to hear what they have to say. There's a great deal of learning that comes through just from listening. All martial arts training is not physical. And honestly, I'd say that the longer you spend training, the less and less the physical stuff matters. I already know how to punch. Can I make the punch better? Of course. Is there value in spending more time working on my punch? Yes. But is that what's going to get me further to the goals that I have for myself as a martial artist? No. I could, just like riding a bike, right? I haven't punched anybody in a year. At least not really, not. Maybe playfully. I've punched things. I haven't punched a person, though. I haven't sparred since... It's been close to a year, if not a year, since I've sparred. Have I forgotten how to do it? No. Am I rusty? Oh, yeah. But it comes back. I haven't ridden a bike in a year, too. No, actually, I think that was beginning of summer. I rode, rode my bike. So I haven't ridden my bike in that long. But it had been years prior to that. Just hop on. I'll figure it out. One more. One more Bruce Lee quote. And we'll call it a day. Prosperity is apt to prevent us from examining our conduct. But adversity leads us to think properly of our state. And so is beneficial to us. So this has shown up for me uh, in the last few months in a couple different ways. First... I guess longer than a few months. But it was two years ago that the whistle kick money was running out. And I said, what am I going to do to live? And I started doing consulting work. And here we are now. And my consulting work has taken off. It's doing well. Uh, we have, uh, what if we just brought on our fourth 
martial arts school that we're doing some work with. I've got a number of clients in other industries. Things are going well. I'm able to cover my expenses. It's great. But I wasn't going to do that until the adversity kicked in. When there was enough money, I didn't make the changes. And that's typical for most of us. When things are going well, we don't make changes. It's only when things are going poorly that we're willing to make changes. And there's a certain amount of, of reasonability there. If you seem like you're on track, if things are flowing well, if there's progress, why change? But when the progress stops, and most, most critically starts to reverse, that's when people step up and they go, we have to change something. People are fine with the status quo. People are fine with things getting obviously better most of the time, but it's when things regress. That's when they're gonna step out and say, no, I'm not game for this. So what do we do with that? You take a look in your life. What's going well? Maybe you leave that alone. What's not? What aspect of your life do you not like? What would you like to get better? Start with the things that you think are moving in the wrong direction. How do you plug those holes in the dam and create a different path? Once you handle all those, what's stagnant? What's standing still? What's not getting better? Then you improve those. And there will always be those. There will always be things that could be improved. If you keep working on that stuff, you'll do great. This is why, in my opinion, if we take a look at martial arts, the things that you suck at the most, those are the things that deserve the most time because they impact everything else. Martial arts is not segmented. It's not that your forms are separate from your fighting, from your self-defense, from your basics, from your weapons, from your conditioning, from your technique, etc. If we were to list out all the things about you as a martial artist, your, your attributes and score them, whatever one you have, you give the lowest score to, that's where the most opportunity for growth overall is. If your basics suck, everything else sucks. If your sparring sucks, everything else sucks. Because each of those pieces represents a way of utilizing what you know. And it's rarely from a lack of knowledge, but it's usually a lack of practice that people suck at one of those. We could go deeper on that stuff, but I think it's a good place to leave it. Don't be afraid of working on things that you're not so good at. There's value in there. It's worthwhile. So... Thanks for joining me. If you're watching, please hit that thumbs up button. If you're new, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Check out all the other stuff we've got going on. If you want to support us, we've got a Patreon. We've got a store. You can use code FIRSTCUP15 to get 15% off. We do the show every weekday, 6.30 a.m. Eastern, U.S. time, here on YouTube. You can catch it later in audio. If you have questions or comments, things you want to ask me, drop them in the comment section once today's episode closes, and I'll talk about them. I'll respond to them on Monday. And I think that's it. So I hope you have a great day. Hope you have a great weekend. Hope whatever you're doing, you stay warm, stay safe, 
Let me get some training in. I'll see you back here on Monday. Take care, everybody. Peace.